Man, these people are not gonna believe any of this stuff is real. Everything we put on here is real, man. Nothing's fake. Thursday Night Lights. All right, we got episode nine of Thursday Night Lights coming at you guys. How you doing, Seth? Good, good, good. What's happening, everybody? So we're going to just start out with a little little follow-up to last week's opening, last week's rant. Um, I, it's crazy because I wasn't even... The shit I was talking about, Marcus, was just him as a person. Just he's a bitch. Right. He's a little rat. Yeah. And then I literally have had... 10 women reach out to me and tell me stories that's crazy about how fucking creepy this dude is and uh it made me remember that i didn't even meet that fool at the gym at title boxing i met him at bills yeah he used to come in all the time yeah thinking he was fucking bruno mars trying to dance (laughs) get all wild um and all he was always pretty creepy with the girls there yeah i I remember that stuff yeah he'd be in there every weekend dude just every weekend creeping on girls and some of the stories that that girls were sending me i'm not gonna mention you girls by names obviously but like one girl said that she did a free training session with him and she was doing presses and he kept talking about her ass and i'm like hey man like even if the girl's squatting there is no reason to talk about her ass you can, you can talk about you know glute activate like you can use technical terms right right but, like, if you're out there just being like, oh, yeah, you're ass, like, fuck you, you're no. a creep, you have no no business training people in a gym. Another girl reached out, said that he made, like, an extremely vulgar comment in front of everybody at the gym about her boobs being too small for her body, which is, what the fuck you doing commenting on a girl's yeah, body? Yeah, dude, man? that's like, just ridiculous, man. And you're supposed to be a trainer, and, like, it's supposed to be trusted, and these people trust you and fucking getting them right and you just making jacked up ass comments man that's uh man like even even if you're not a trainer do not Mm. give women unsolicited opinions about their bodies no no reason to do it it's fucking stupid um it's sick that a dude thinks he can just go around and tell people what he thinks about their body like dude you're five feet tall and a hundred pounds these women don't give a shit what you think about their bodies and like any dude in the gym man i don't know if if you're getting stuff from friends that's saying, oh, yeah, hit on, you should never, like, hit on the girl in the gym, man. She's no. in there for a certain reason, and it's not to get hit on, bro. So, yeah, that's just advice. D- guys, don't do that. That's, that's horrible. Yep. Horrible. That's good advice, guys, is never approach a girl at the gym. If no. a girl approaches you, totally yeah. different. You can yep. make conversation with them, whatever. Never approach a girl to the gym. They are there to work out. They're not there to get hit on. Right. Um, it's it's not remotely the same as approaching a girl at the it, bar. Right. So that was just crazy to me that my I'm ranting about this dude being a bitch. Yeah, and got so much <laughs> feedback, man. And That's like crazy. literally ten plus women telling me, and all these stories were all like pretty similar in tone. Like he said this about my body. He stared at me while I was doing this. Ah. He's always trying to talk to me. And this dude's married, by the way. Just a married dude out here. Walking up, talking about girls' bodies, terrible, all creepy. Like, terrible, come on, man, terrible. Have some class. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's just a follow up to the rant. If any other girls out there are listening, or dudes, like if you got weird ass stories about this little motherfucker, feel free to submit them. Um, the more we can kind of expose this dude for the creep he is, probably the better off the rest of us are. So we did get a question submitted this week that is pretty interesting. Um, somebody asked us. 
What is the worst slash hardest situation that you guys have been in together? And then the same question, but solo. Okay. So, um, why don't you go first and you tell them about your solo one? All right. So, solo one, it was, I don't know if any guys out there listening used to work with me at Majors, uh, out there in Apple Valley. I think this is around 07, I want to think, 07, 08. And we're in the bar and Saturday night and like a couple of these, like three of these Asian dudes. And I remember it was one like kind of round one was sitting there picking on these two other Asian cats that's a little smaller, you know, and they're the three dudes are drunk and they're just like saying shit and walking by them. And the two guys were just sitting at the bar talking, minding their business, nothing, chilling. And they kept walking around the bar and they would say stuff and then the little big one walked by once and like nudged them and the two jumped off the bar. So then we had to like break them up and we broke, broke them up. We were talking to both of them and figuring out. And I was like, yeah, I kept seeing these guys circle the bar and they kept messing with them. These two were just chilling, you know, drinking, having a good time, whatever. And so we got the three out. And then for some reason they got back in. I think they went through the back or something like that. They were saying, and the two, they went outside, they left. So I'm thinking, okay, well, they left. Let's get these guys out of here. And it was like a whole big thing because they were trying to fight us and argue and we didn't do shit and blah, blah, I'm like, how did you get back in here, man? Because you didn't come through the front door. So they're getting rowdy or whatever. The manager wanted to call the cops. I'm like, there's no need. We can get their ass out of here. And so by the time we got them to the door, and we got him out. Dude, there was like, I don't want to exaggerate, so I want to, I want to remember, <laughs> dude, it was like 15 to 18 Hondas out front. Oh, the Honda <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I was like, looking, I'm like, what the hell? And I see the two they dudes. Got the, the neon lights. Man, I mean, everything, too. it was, they were souped <laughs> up, dude. I was like, what in the world? And it was kind of like a movie because they all had their lights on. It was in a semicircle in front, like directly in front of the fucking door. And the two dudes were standing in the middle, like with the lights on. And it was like a movie. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? I was like, hey, guys, what's going on? And he's like, nah, man, we're waiting for the motherfuckers to come out. I was like, oh, shit. I said, hey, listen, we can't do this shit, whatever. So then we're getting those three out. Those three run back inside. They run back into the bathroom. So we're trying to get them out of the bathroom. Other people are trying to get the other guys out of the parking lot. And once they got a bathroom, they're on the phone. They're like, come now, come now. And I'm like, what the fuck? Come now. So then we go back out. And there's more Hondas out there, man. <laughs> and on the back, and by the time we get back out, man, it is a full-on, like, Asian gang fight. Asian gang. Dude, it is like, I mean, it had to be at least, like, 80 of them out there. And they are all just going at it. And it was weird because, I mean, we were fully staffed. I mean, we had, like, maybe 12 or 15 dudes out there. But it was, like, 80-something Asians out there, so we're around the parking lot. We had to lock the doors of the bar so no one can get in or get out. And they're calling the cops. And like I never got this because it 
it seemed like maybe like 15 minutes and the police station's right there across the street. Yeah, it's right, literally right there. Across literally the across the street. House, yep, right, there, right there across the street. And I'm like, where the fuck? And it was so, it was weird and it was funny because it was like, okay, everybody's Asian and we don't know whose friends are who's. We don't know who's fighting. <laughs> yeah. So I'm grabbing dudes and getting them back and they're like, oh no, dude, this is my boy. And I'm like, oh. I turn around and they're going at other things. I'm like, ah, oh, it was weird because we didn't know who to break up or whatever. And man, it was like full on Asian go out, fucking. Uh, and then we had, ah, oh, shoot, had to be like eight or nine cops came, and they're getting there, and we're still, and they're still going at it when the cops are in there, man. We're just, it was bad, dude. And I remember they had. To get like paddy wagons and shit, and they were just loading people up. <laughs> Valley PD, had yeah, they had to call out, man. Because I remember we had uh, we had like Egan police there too, because they didn't have enough on staff that night, so they had to call from different cities to have them come in there. Because we had like Egan, we had uh, Lakeville, they're all out there, man. And it was just like we get paddy wagons come in, there were like four or five paddy wagons coming and just load them up, and I'm like, dude, that shit was insane, man. Insane. Yeah. yeah, that's uh that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighty people like you if you full staffed, if you understaffed, that's too many. Damn. I mean that was the whole part the whole parking lot. They were fighting in the whole you know how big that front yeah. in majors yeah. is like they were the whole parking lot was fighting. And I was like, Oh, this is crazy, dude. That's like it was a couple couple episodes ago when we were talking about how like popular Hmong gangs were yeah. back in that day. That's yeah. how it was. You you'd think you had a problem with one of them. And then next thing you look, there's like 15 of them, and they come out of nowhere. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, it was nuts. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, my my toughest uh, solo situation was the summer of 2020, <laughs> which is like, man, it was, it was the craziest damn week of my fucking <laughs> life. So I started working at Cowboy Slims in, uh, in February of 2020. So I was there for like a month before everything got shut down. Mm-hmm. Everything's going good. It's a good spot to work. The crowd's nice. People are cool. Um, I'm thinking like, yeah, this is a dope spot to be. And then everything gets shut down. They tell us it's going to be two weeks. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's like May. And yeah. I still haven't worked. Yeah. And so the first weekend back, I'm supposed to work the first Friday back. I'm supposed to work at nine o'clock. I get a call at three in the afternoon. Oh, shit. Can you come in? <laughs> My bro, it's three. He's like, yeah, man, like the line is out the door. Like people weren't. People were stuck inside the house. Yeah, yeah, they still weren't like fully working yet. They were still all working from home. So I go in. I couldn't get in until like five. So I go in and there's like a line down the block to get into this place. It was still like only 50% capacity or something. So we had to to only let a certain amount of people in. But it was just crazy. And then the first weekend, you know, there's a couple fights, a couple skirmishes, nothing too bad. Keep in mind, this is only maybe two to three weeks, maybe after the George Floyd okay. protests and stuff and the precinct, off, like all that crazy yeah. shit. Like this is only a couple weeks after that. And uh, so the like uptown is still hot yeah. at this point. Stuff's still yeah. boarded up. Shit, it's still, it's still wild. So then uh, the last week, we only stayed open two weeks. The last week, I knew it was going to be crazy because I'm working a Wednesday because they had people there every night. So I'm there on a Wednesday night covering for a guy. And uh, it's at the end of the night. You remember Dan. We worked with Dan yeah, yeah. forever. Yeah. Dan was a dude who worked with us at Wild Bills forever. Yeah. 
he was a Minneapolis cop by this point. So he, he texts me, he's like, hey man, you should come outside. I'm just out here hanging out. So I go out, we're shooting the shit. This fight spills out, poorhouse like across the street, McDonald's parking lot's yeah. over here. Fight spills out from poorhouse into that McDonald's parking lot. Okay. And uh, this dude just starts shooting, gunshots go off. Damn. Dan takes off. Me just, you know, Dan's like, he was like my little brother when we were at Bill's. Right. So I take off after him and the man's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm not. That's my boy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> so that was crazy. Like cops swooped in, got those guys out. Like nobody else got shot. The dude, the only person who got shot in that incident was the dude who did the shooting. He did, he like shot off and then the shot ricocheted back and hit his oh, leg. Oh shit, came back, oh <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, so he's the only one who got hurt. Karma, karma. But I was like, shit, this is a Wednesday. This is, yeah. And uh, so had Thursday off, going Friday, and you weren't working with me, but you pretty much got to experience the whole night because I was yeah. Snapchatting everything. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't work that night. Yeah. Like I was in the bar. Nobody got in the bar that night. We had to close it down at like ten o'clock, and then we had to stay on to like keep, keep the keep property safe. But uh, basically, what happened is it became the purge. In uptown, like that big intersection off of uh, right there in that yeah, yeah, off yeah. Lake and everything, people put their cars on each intersection, and then people were just flooding the streets, so cops couldn't get through, nobody could get through, oh, and then they're doing like burnouts in that intersection, they're playing loud music, people are like on top of cars lighting up fireworks, like. I still have the Snapchat saved in my phone because it was just such a fucking... I remember, I remember you said it too. I was like, damn, it like Beirut out there, Dude, man. It was, fucking, it was wild. Yeah. I remember once... Do you remember the one Snapchat I sent? These girls... This this Escalade is driving. These girls are on top of it. And they're twerking. Like, as this car is moving, music's blaring. I was oh, sitting shit. out. I'm like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> and like I said, there were people everywhere. Cops tried to get in three different times. The first time... They threw rocks at the cops' cars. Yeah. They turned around. Uh, the second time, they started throwing bottles. I don't remember what happened the third time, but every time they chant, fuck the police, yeah. fuck the police. It was anarchy, dude. And I had to run in that crowd at one point because this dumbass girl was in there. She worked there. She was a day shift bartender. So I didn't even know her like that. Okay. But she's in there with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, like, what are you doing in uptown Minneapolis right now, dude? Like, do you not watch the news? Because this dude... He looks like a redneck. Uh, He's wearing a plaid shirt and a fucking Budweiser like uh, hat. And he's talking like a redneck too. I'm like, this motherfucker's about to get punched yeah, in the mouth. Yeah, you are not supposed to be in that spot. And they, they start fighting. And I kick his ass out. You know, I grab him. Because we, we kicked everybody out of the bar. But we let them stay to like keep them safe. Because okay. she worked there. But he starts fighting. And he put his hands on her. So I grabbed him. And I threw him out the door. I'm like, fuck you. Get out of here. Yeah. And he just disappears into the crowd. This hysteric girl, she's drunk because the bartenders kept serving her, even yeah. though we were closed. She takes off after him. And the manager's like, Justin, you got to go get her. We can't let her get hurt. I'm like, oh, the fuck is, yeah, yeah. you see this crowd out like, really? She's going to be all right? <laughs> so, so I go out. And I do find her. And it had to have looked weird because I found her. And then I had to, like, grab her and, like, carry her back to the bar. Right. So it probably looked like so they were like kidnapped. Yeah, they're like this dude just grabbing grabbing chicks out here on the street. <laughs> but nobody cared. Like yeah. nobody cared at all. And then maybe twenty minutes later, that dude comes back, the boyfriend. Yeah. And his lips all busted up. He's got a black eye. I'm See? like that motherfucker talked to the wrong wrong person. dude. Yeah. The wrong person. So that was that was Friday. Saturday, they had a big police presence to like open the streets up so right. businesses could be open. And it's about midnight, 
there were two shootings this night. Mm-hmm. It's about, no, it's probably about 11 for the first shooting. I'm up on the roof and you hear like the pop, 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 pop. And this other, this kid, he like went to the U. He was like 21, fresh faced kid, kid working there. He looks at me. He's like, somebody shooting up firecrackers. I'm like, Mm-mm. nah, dude, firecrackers yeah. don't have that <laughs> rhythm. Yeah, like, uh, like, where are you from, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Firecrackers have a distinct rhythm. Gunshots, it's all yeah, out of yeah. rhythm. I'm like, that, that ain't. You know, yeah, like that. That's a, that's a gun. That's a gun but. So yeah, that that was the first shooting of the night. Uh, then about midnight, I'm out front. I'm covering the door, and I the same intersection that they blocked right. off the night before. Same intersection. Two groups of dudes. You know, four on each side. They're John. They're John. They're John. I'm kind of watching because we're right on that corner, and I see the dude reach into his waistband, and I just yell, everyone like, get down!" And it was the craziest shit because we all got down. And I'm stuck. I'm down on the ground, but I'm looking, and these dudes are running in opposite directions of each other, not looking where they're shooting. Just random fire, just firing over their shoulders, and like windows got shot out, people got shot. It was it was chaos, dude. It was like five minutes of shots. Um, and then this girl, so it stops. This girl gets up and comes running up, and she's shot in her bicep, and like just she took a hit right there, Damn. and. I don't know. You were in the army, so yeah. I saw a gunshot up close. Yeah. It's it's not like the movies. No, nah. <laughs> the that movies shit, that is shit, always that shit opens up. The <laughs> yeah, movies yeah. it's like a little hole and there's blood trickling. Yeah. Her arm looked like somebody had like a bomb had went off. Yeah, there that was shit like meat, opens up. There was like tendons hanging yeah. out, meat hanging out, and like you've worked with me forever. Yeah, you know, like even in weird in situations like that, I can car, uh, carpenter. Car, what am I trying to say? Car, car, carpenter. What the frick is the word now? Man. <laughs> I'm losing it now. Carpeno. Soft fuck. I don't know. Yeah, the shit. You yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, got, say, I got you, yeah. We, like, y'all probably know what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm able to keep keep a cool head and yeah. just, like, like I'll freak out later. Like, when yeah, I got yeah, home, like, oh, shit. at about 4 o'clock, I got home and I poured a big old glass of whiskey. And I was like, that shit was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the moment, I'm not sitting there, you know, freaking out. Everybody around me is freaking out. Yeah, yeah. This girl's arm is just hanging, hanging out. And I t- and I'm like, I'm telling them like, you call nine one one, you go get this, you go get that. Yeah. Like, and I take my shirt off and I uh, tourniquet her arm, just yeah. tie that shit real tight. And then it was crazy because, of course, when the shooting started, people flooded the streets again, right. blocking every intersection. So the ambulances weren't getting in. Oh uh, shit! Cops weren't getting in. I don't think those shooters ever got found. Um, and like five people got shot that night. Nobody died. No, one person died actually. Yeah, one person got killed that night. Mm. Um, but yeah, no ambulance ever showed up. So I had to carry this girl. Like I had to put her on my back and carry her to her friend's car that was in a parking garage, like by the Fremont. Yeah. And if you remember where the Fremont right, was, yep, yep. it may only be a block, but in that scenario, it yeah, was a long time. Yeah, block. yeah. So I get, I carry her to her friend's car, get them away. And my night still wasn't over yet. It's still only about 1 o'clock. Every other bar on that street closed down when that shit happened. The bar next to us, Uptown Tavern, they didn't close down. So I get back at 1. My yeah. shirt's covered in blood. Yeah. The man just like, just go home, man. Like yeah. Everybody else can protect the property. Just go home. So it's like 1.30. Walking that same block again. Because I still parked um, by the Planned Parenthood lot. Yep, yep. Free, that's where they're pretty free. Yeah. Um, even though it was a long-ass walk. So I'm walking back, and Uptown Tavern is still letting people in, and there's a fight. And I knew two of the bouncers from Tavern, because they both, like, I knew them from the MMA world. Yeah. So I'm watching, 
because they're trying to calm this fight down. And dude has his back turned, and this old dude just pulls out like a fucking crocodile Dundee type knife. Damn. And I wrapped him up from behind and pinned him and twisted his arm, got it out. And uh, it was fucking crazy, Damn. dude. They, dude was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you were right there. Because it was like, it was a smaller scale of situation you were describing where they had security, but there were so many, so many people, people yeah. that nobody checked. Right. Like nobody no could check. Back, yeah. like, if I had been there, whew. So that was by far the craziest night of my life. And so I'm walking back to my car and I I made sure I sent Snapchat videos to like you. And there were like six other people on the list who like were checking on me every night. Like, dude, are you good? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm sending this video like, yep, this is what happened tonight, but I'm good. And as I'm sending the video, more gunshots in the background. Because you're like, listen to this shit. Like, yeah, that's that's more gunshots. I was like, dude. That's why I was like, dude, make sure you let me know when you're on 35 on the way back. And then uh, <laughs> and then they closed the bar down <laughs> again. Yeah. I don't think Slims has been open since because they closed it down due to violence. And then there was another COVID shutdown after that. Damn. And during that second COVID shutdown, the one that took place during the winter, yeah. I guess one of their pipes burst and they didn't know because nobody was in there. Uh. So... So, uh, yeah, the pipe burst, and then it flooded, so I guess they've just kept it closed ever since. But, okay. Yeah, that was that was the craziest shit that I've ever dealt with. Yeah, that far. shit was... That By nuts. far. That was the wildest, like, 72 hours of my life. That uh, is nuts. So, yeah, because yeah. that, that was towards the end. Of, that was right at the end, because I had... You had st- just... I had stopped, like, two weeks before that, because yeah. they had had a Well, you stopped... Up. You stopped like two weeks before the COVID shutdown, like yeah, because it got shut down in March. Yeah. You stopped like two weeks before that. Yeah, because the George Floyd stuff was just getting started, and they got crazy. And I was like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's the craziest shit I've been through solo. And of course, me and Cedric have a story of the craziest shit we've been through together. Yeah. Um, we had we had a situation at Wild Bills. Um, this dude, so it's like a Saturday night, and we get a security call, security to the bathroom, and just the yeah. tone of the voice, you can tell it's a fight. So I run in there, and Bloom and Old John and someone else are just sitting there watching. This dude, this is a big ass dude, has this guy pinned on the ground, yeah. and he is just wailing away on him, just punch after punch yeah. after punch. Not only are they punches, this maniac has a fucking beer bottle in his hand. A broken one. Yeah, and it's broken, so glass is going... There's blood everywhere. Everywhere. And like I said, the three dudes who were in there before me, they're just watching this, like, attempted murder happen. Yeah, so we're sitting there. I remember when we came in, we're like, what the fuck are you doing? So we just... We just jumped in. (laughs) Jumped in, and I remember I was slipping. It was so slippery because blood was everywhere. The dude's blood was all over the floors. So you went after dude... With, with the, the bottle, bottle yep. and the dude on the floor, like he's and getting his ass whooped. I mean, he's he was blood everywhere, and he's <laughs> still trying to fight. I'm like, what the fuck? And that's a big dude, so I couldn't like lift him because I kept slipping. So he's on the ground laying, and I'm like, you could imagine it on my knees, and I'm like just pushing him to the door, like scooting him. Through the blood. I got blood everywhere, dude. dude there was blood all over the place. All that. over the place. That dude was leaking. like Man. Because if you've ever been punched good in the face, yeah. your face bleeds like crazy. Like, I've had MMA fights where people were like, damn, dude, like, you look rough. 
like in the fight, but then after the fight, you're fine once you get stitched up, just because like around here, especially like your eyes, yep. your cheeks, they, it bleeds like crazy. It's nuts. And he was opened up, man. Yeah. 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 So I wrapped that, the big dude up, and you guys dragged the other guy out. Yep. And then, so typical security protocol, you would think, just common sense. One dude is still very, very angry, the man that I'm dealing yeah. with. He's still pissed. Um, the other guy, he's like barely conscious. He just got that shit kicked yeah, out of him dude. for who knows how long. And then all of the security staff, instead of staying with me and the large man who is very pissed off, yeah. they follow you out to walk this and dude I'm like, car. This dude is out of it. I'm like, get back in the bar. It didn't take a 10-man escort no. to walk a bloody half-conscious man to his car. No. And this dude, so this big dude that I just, like, I had to aggressively get him off that guy. I was pretty much choking him until yeah. he stopped punching this man. So he's pissed off, and yeah. he's pacing back and forth. His hand is a mangled mess, but he's so pissed he doesn't even notice. It, yeah. And he's pacing. He's like, man, I'm going to go get him. I'm going to go get him. I'm like, no, nah, you're going to sit right here right, and right, chill yeah. out. He's like, if I try to get him, are you going to stop me? I'm like, yep, I yeah, have to. I have to yeah. This dude was like 6'4", big-ass dude. He like used to play football or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he knew you yeah. because he's telling me, he's like, I know I know you're Cedric's boy, and he, he's warned me about messing with you, but... If I have to, and I'm like, hey, man, we don't need to go down there. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can just chill. Yeah, I'm like, let's, and let's I'm just looking chill. And I'm like, am I going to have any goddamn backup None. at any point? In then this? the other guys went back in the bar, but no one went in the bathroom. Yeah. To help well, no, like, the like, I had him out of the bathroom, and I had him just in that entryway. Okay. Just chilling, because we had those seats there, so I got him to sit down. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting down, and he's, like, loudly, like, yeah, like, spent, like, freaking the fuck out. And all these dudes who had just walked out with you, they all walk past me look at him and just keep walking i'm like you motherfuckers oh my are god. really leaving me here with this man oh my god and luckily i was able to like talk him down but there was a good like 15 minutes where i'm like i'm gonna have to fuck this like i'm gonna have to fight this dude yeah. and like i said i'm 100 percent confident in myself in any fighting situation but that one would have been like out of god I'd have taken some shots. That was a yeah, big dude. He's a big dude. And he dude. knew how to fight a yeah. little bit, too. Like, I, I, like yeah. I know him and another dude from just our kids playing, growing up playing Little League basketball together. And just knowing him and the dude, his friend Dave, like, them dudes is real, man. Like yeah. I said, you every once in a while, you run the real dude. These, these dudes is real, man. So it was like, when that happened, like, I'm trying to, this guy's out here, he's got four or five of his friends, and they're just like, oh, man, you... You're good now, man. I'm like, listen, you need to get the fuck out of here. Because I was like, that dude is not playing. If he comes out here and gets there, I'm like, I'm not going to be. I can try to stop him. He's like, well, we're out here. I said, none of you guys are going to do anything. No, Besides all, all of you, get your ass. Because his friend, like he was the biggest dude. His friends were all fucking tiny. Tiny. I was like, all y'all going to get your ass beat. I was like, you see what he did to him? And so, like, that's when I see, like, you came out. Like, he was at the bottom by the exit. Yeah. And... Yeah, because oh. I, I had him controlled, Yeah, right? And then he figured out there was a back door. Yeah. And he's like, you think they still got that dude out there? I'm like, no, nah, I don't think they got that dude out there still. I'm pretty sure he's gone. So I'm going to go find out. And he just bolted for the back door. Yeah. So that's when I wasn't going to chase him that way. I yeah. was going to I cut him out. So I ran out the front of the bar and right. cut him out around the back. I was like, no, 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 man. Chill, chill, yeah. chill. So that's why I looked and I was like, oh, shit. So I'm, I'm like telling the dude, I'm like, stay here. So I'm going back over. And I'm like, hey, man, I was like, everything's down. You got him. I'm like, I don't know what happened, but it's over. I can't have you go back over here. And he's like, 
I remember when he said it, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, Dave's on his way. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, look at, I look at Justin. I was like, it's not going to be good when Dave get here, man. I was like, it is. And I remember telling you, I was like, Dave makes this dude look tiny. I mean, he wasn't as tall, but wider. And I'm like, oh. man. I was like, oh, shit. So then you get him down to the, towards the exit. And this dude's over still in the West parking lot by his car. And then I see Dave parked across the street. And I see him walking across the street. I was like, oh, shit. So I'm running over there. I'm like, Dave, Dave. He's like, said, what's going on? I'm like, dude, listen. I was like, he got him. Good. He got him good. Whatever. I was like, I'm just trying to get him out of here. He's like, where are you at? He's over there. I said, like, I can't have you go over there, man. I was like, let's not do this tonight. Because I, I was like, if those two dudes got to going, like, we did. We'd have had our hands full. Yeah, because no one else is gonna dude. come to help. Yeah, I, I guarantee no one else was coming out of that to help. No, 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 they weren't like they weren't at all. They were just watching, like always. It was uh, yeah. that was toward that was one of our last. That was in our last year of Wild Bills. Yeah, um, when the security staff, besides like us and maybe one more guy, like pretty much a joke. Yeah, <laughs> like like seriously, man, this dude. I'm talking like a six four, well built man, pissed off, just yeah. pacing back and forth. And you leave me five foot ten, like I can handle myself, but so I'm just one person. Yeah. And you left me to help Cedric walk out a guy who's probably about six feet tall, yeah. kinda chubby. One of those dudes who like talks shit for no damn but reason. But it was already dealt with. Yeah. Like he's Basically, bleeding. Everywhere. I'm helping him to the there's, car. There's yeah. no way that that car did not go directly to the hospital. Yeah, I'm he helping because I was telling fucked. him. I was like, dude, you need to go get that stitch. He had like up. glass shards in his face sticking out. Still, he was fucked up. So yep. it did not take ten guys no. to walk that guy and leave me by myself. They were all just scared as shit of yeah. that dude. Um, yeah, that was that was wild. Mm. And I never. I was. It's just so funny to me how many people like the dude who you walked out. I forget what his name was. Yeah. Um, but how many people will get fucked up in a fight like that? And then when we intervene and we basically save their lives, um, oh, they just start, they get 20 feet away. They just start talking. They're like, man, I almost had him. I'm it's like, like, nah, dude, you almost died. Like, that dude was sitting there. He was like, this. he's like, I'm good now, man. I was like, you need to go to the hospital. Glass I was like, your shit face, is sure. fucked up. I'm like, if he get a hold of you again, man, you might die. I'm if, like, I don't. <laughs> if we hadn't got in there, you might. Oh have died. yeah, oh yeah, you'd you'd have been really, really close. Your blood is all over the bathroom. Yeah, like, they had to mop that. Sh they had to take a hose in that shit. Yeah, and spray. It they down had to connect the was, hose, bring it from outside it was, to inside. Uh, it was right by the urinal. Yeah. So the urinal was covered in blood. The floor was covered in blood. I was the, covered in blood. The um, just the pat. You could see where you guys walked yeah. out because he was leaking. Yeah, it was all over the sidewalks, like. It was crazy, and the dude still wanted to talk shit. And then he came back the next week, and he was like, "Oh, you guys won't let me in." I'm like, "Dude, you no. should. You almost died here. You should not want to come back." In I'm like, especially bar. this dude come back in here, man. I'm like, and the funny thing was, it was that next morning, I saw both of them because the kids had tournaments at at uh, Blackhawk, yeah. and so they had tournaments. So I saw them that next morning. Like he had his hand all bandaged up. He's like, man, dude, get yeah. Up. He's like, dude, got my hand all fucked up, hit, hitting him and shit. And I was like, oh, he, you got your hand fucked up. Why'd you hit him with like, a beer you? bottle in your hand, man? That's like we're sitting there, like maniac. Yeah, we're sitting there laughing. He's like, man, going. He's like, your boy was cool. I was like, yeah, man. We were just trying to figure out, like, if y'all got loose, how we was gonna make this thing. <laughs> I was just gonna go for the leg. 
legs. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go for the legs. I'm going to take his knee out. Hey, I just remember the old tale my dad always told me. He's like, everybody's the same speed on the ground. <laughs> so I was like, I got to get this big dude on the ground and we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was definitely the worst scenario me and you were in together. I mean, we had a bunch of big fights, big yeah. brawls. But a lot of them kind of happened yeah. in the good days of Bills when, like, it wasn't just me and you. Yeah, we had a, a bunch crew. of people. Like, yeah, we, we had, had a crew, crew of people helping us out. That one was legitimately like, this is me and said, and if it goes wrong, nobody's jumping in. Nobody. That's Not the only thing I was thinking. Soul. I was like, because I sit there and run scenarios in my head, and, like, we didn't even we didn't even talk when we were looking at each other like we already had it set up looking like okay you were like standing by the dude I was like okay he's got him I got him I was like we're about to exit I was like listen Dave listen y'all stay here just stay here yep. let me get this dude out he gonna leave let it ride I was I was mapping it out in my head I was <laughs> like looking and I'm like all right if this dude comes at me I'm gonna cave his left knee in yeah <laughs> I'm gonna tear everything in that damn knee because I was thinking I'm like I'm gonna have to get this dude down we're gonna go at it I'm gonna have to see him the next morning at the kids tournament <laughs> I was like it's probably gonna go down there I ain't got Justin with me <laughs> I was like damn I'm, look, I'm looking at him I'm looking at you mm. I'm looking at Dave the big ass dude and yeah. I'm like all right because normally like I'm if I'm like all right we can fight like cool yeah. let's do it but I'm like, ah, these two dudes are huge. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm just going to take his knee out. Uh, that's going to put him down. And then I'm going to have to, you know, help Cedric yeah. with Dave because this Dave dude's a fucking giant. Yeah, I was like, like I was just going to get him with every scenario in my head. I'm I was like, thinking oh. I was going to get this dude down and put him in a hole and just hope he gets tired. <laughs> luckily, uh, yeah, luckily we, we were able to keep it under control. Yeah. Those two dudes, they came back like a couple weeks yeah. later and they were like laughing about it. Yeah. Like, they're like, yeah, we know you're real, but that would have been a good fight. Yeah, like, yeah I'm glad That's, we didn't find out. Yeah, I was like, because they were saying that in the tournament. It's like, man, we got in there to be one for the ages. I was like, yeah, I don't want to think about that shit. I don't want to think about that shit. That one out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll take we'll take a little break here, and then we're gonna come back with the story of the week. We got a story about this like geriatric pimp. Uh -huh. it's, it's fucking hilarious. So yeah, a little break here. We're coming back with that. All right, so we're coming back. Um, so we had something different planned for this episode originally. We were going to talk about that crazy summer of 2020, but then somebody submitted the question to us. So Jimbo, yeah, shout out to Jimmy. Yeah, uh, it worked better as an open, just telling that story. And then Jimmy, we worked with him forever at Bills. He texted me this week and he was like, "Do you remember that old lady who used to like run girls out of Bills?" And I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot about that." So we're gonna tell that story because it's. Another one of those things where you're like, people from the outside are like, man, you guys are making that up. That didn't happen. Yeah. Like, how the fuck would we make up make up a story of a grandma running girls out of a bar? And it was just insane because I remember uh, everybody used to call her mama. Yep. And I, I just remember her coming there. She'd be in there every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I didn't think nothing of it. And like... When it finally came together and I thought of the whole thing, because at the beginning when she came in, they were like, uh, being there and this and that. And then you would see her talk to a girl. Then she'd go across the bar, talk to a guy. Then she'd come back, talk to a girl, go back, talk to a guy. And then the guy would come up and be like, hey, man, this old lady just hooked me up, man. She told me, get my car, you know, girl be out front. Pick her up, man. She just hooked it up, man. She wingman me. And I didn't think nothing of it. You know, at the beginning, no. I'm like, oh, okay, man. Good for you. And it was like, 
start to beat every time she came in. She would just be drinking, walking around the bar, talk to a girl. And once she never knew the girls, she would talk to the girl, get friendly, hang out. Then she would go find a dude, talk to the dude, then go back, talk to the girl, talk to the dude, go back, talk to the girl. Then she would come back and freaking next thing you know, you see the guy and the girl just walking out. And it was so weird that we just sit there and freaking I'm noticing now every couple of weeks. Now it's getting on a month, two months. She's coming in again. Yeah, where's mama? At? I'm looking for mama. And I'm like, you talking about the old lady? Like, oh, yeah, she's right over there. And she'd go over there. And, and then dudes were asking for her. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with this dang chick? Dude, she was crazy. And uh, I remember when I came in, she had been running this game for a while. Yeah. Like years. And so by the time I came in, she had one girl that she, remember that? Yep. She would introduce her as her daughter. Yep. yep. And this girl, she looked in the dark. She looked kind of cute. Looked good. Mm. Then you saw her in the light, and she looked like a girl who was probably, like, fucking beautiful in her 20s, but yeah. had been through some shit. Had I seen had a, a lot rough of life. shit. <laughs> yeah. And... Keep in mind, I'm coming from downtown when I come. Yeah. In uh, into Wild Bills, I know what a prostitute looks like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. We dealt with a lot of prostitutes downtown, so I come in here and it's like my first time meeting them. And I, I think I went up to you. I'm like, that girl's a prostitute. Yeah, and yeah. Be like, no, she's not. That's her daughter. I'm like, no, dude, that girl's a prostitute. <laughs> that girl's a prostitute, and that old lady is pimping her out. Yeah. And then it like it was one of those moments where I could tell it like clicked with you because you're like, oh, yeah, because I'm looking, I'm thinking back, I'm like. This old ass lady been running hoes out this damn joint, man. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Cause I just thought back from day one and she walk across the bar getting this. Dude, yeah, old lady just hooked me up. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I think specifically one time a dude had rolled off with a girl and came back and the girl was like fucking going insane on dude. And like, I had to get her out. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And she was just saying, kept saying, like, this dude owes me money. <laughs> and I was like, like owes you, you money? I was like, did you buy him a drink or something like this? She just, just kept saying, no, he owes me money. And I'm going back at the dude. I'm like, hey, did she buy you drinks or something like that or whatever? She's saying you owe her money. He's like, no, nah, dude, this stuff I thought was consensual. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. Man. So I'm clicking more and I'm like. Yeah, this old yep. lady's a pimp, man. Yep. Uh, like literally, I walked in. That's right away. I was like, "That old lady is a pimp, dude." Because I saw, I saw how, like, like I said, I worked downtown. Mm. We dealt with that shit all the time, and it's very easy to spot. You see, the girl would go over and talk to an older dude who, yeah. under no other circumstances, would a girl who looks like that talk to a dude who looks like that. So that's already yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd go over, she'd have a conversation, and then she would walk away, and then the old lady would come up, and they'd have a conversation, and then the there'd be some type, they'd, it was always after they'd have their conversation, yeah. the old lady and whatever weird-ass dude that they were, you know, right. selling this girl to, yeah. <laughs> they'd walk outside, they never did the monetary exchange nope. in the bar, they'd walk outside, yep. say they're having a cigarette or whatever, 
and then they'd come back in, and then this girl would come back, and she would leave with the old dude. Oh my and I only need to see that like once. I was like, I know exactly what's happening here, and I pointed out to you and Chad and Big, and you guys were like, Oh my god, this is going on. For and years. I remember I went to Brian, I was like, Hey Brian, yeah, the old, the old lady out there that comes in all the time. He's like, Yeah, I was like. Man, she's running hoes. He's like, nah, not mama. I was like, yeah, man, think about it, mama. I was like, this woman is running the hoes. I was like, it's all coming together. I was like, I was just out there. I was like, because you were new at that time. I was yep. like, I was just out there with the new guy, Justin. He's like, tell me that the one she said is, a, is, a, is her daughter. He's like, no, dude. That goes a prostitute. That's a prostitute. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there looking like, no, the daughter and stuff like that. And he's like. No, and so like it was funny because we're peeking out that uh, you know the little door by the bar that mm-hmm. the servers go in and no out, door, and we're right. looking out there, and he's like, "That's not her daughter." We're just sitting there. Like, <laughs> he's like, "How could Mama do that?" And we're still calling her Mama. I was like, "She's running hoes, man. What do we do?" I was like, "You don't want that in here," because I was like, "Cops coming here," and and I was like, "Dude went out with one of the girls." I saw her talking, exchanging conversations with. And he's like, yeah, the girl you had to get out. I'm like, yeah. And she's out there just hysterical saying that this dude owes her owes her money. He's like, oh, shit. So I remember he went and talked to uh, the old lady. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Well, he never, like, that was the crazy thing. And she did get banned from Wild Bills, but yeah. it wasn't because of any of that. No. It was because she tried to pay with, like, a counterfeit $100. Yeah, oh, and I remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Because he went and he had that conversation with her, and he came back. And, I mean, basically, unless you catch them in the act, the exchange of money, right. it's very hard to right. prove that somebody's prostitute. Unless you talk to the dude and he admits, like, yeah, I'm paying $100. And no dudes are admitting and, that and shit. And they, they weren't admitting it. And unless you talk, unless you get her slipping, but this girl, she had she her was game very very smart, and everybody I remember all of them. They clearly left, yeah, and they left separately. Yep. They didn't leave together, exactly. Like the girl will go out, and then the dude will go, or the dude will go out first, and the girl will go out. They never left together. Like she had her shit running perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she she kept she stayed there for a couple months after. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that got her banned from the bar was she tried to pay with a counterfeit $100 bill. And that got her banned from the bar. But, man, that was crazy. Because I remember it was like my first or second night. And she comes up. She introduced. She's like, hey, you're new here. Like, I'm Mama. And I was like, yeah, I'm not calling you. Yeah, I'm not calling you. What's your real name? She's like, no, everybody calls me Mama. I'm like, that's cool. I'm not calling you. I remember you can't tell me. like, this old ass chick's talking so Tell me to call her mama. I'm like, I ain't doing that shit. No, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. She's like, no, everybody calls me that. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not yeah, you mama. yeah. I have a mom, and I don't call her mama. Yeah, so I'm sure as hell not calling you mama. I was, and it was just like the whole time when she got when she got banned. I was like, just thinking like, man, she ran. She had a good thing for years though. Oh man, she had a system going for years, but then she went over to uh, the place in Egan. Casper's? Casper's. Yeah. She started doing it there. Yep. And then, I mean, they don't give a shit. Don't they don't give a fuck there, man. They, they just, just damn. Yeah. So they were running. And I remember people like, dudes were coming in there like weeks after. Yeah. Mama don't come in here no more. I'm like, nah, man. She bad. Nah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to buy a hand job? You got to go to Casper's. Yeah. I, was like, I, think, I think she's at Casper's. I'm like, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. It was, uh, that was, that's, that's the thing that nobody really talks about when you work bar security. Unless you work like suburban bar like Wild Bill's prostitution. Yeah, not, that's not common. Yeah. But if you go work downtown, you're going to see that oh, shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. And you're going to see 
it's never like it is in the movies. Dudes aren't quite as flashy. They're not dressed no. like Cat Williams and Friday. No, 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 no. <laughs> but once you see an actual real-life pimp, once you see and you deal with them, it becomes very easy to spot how yeah. they are. Because they have a certain way of talking and treating, to, yes. treating women, a way that they kind of brainwash them into that. And, and they always have, like, a group of them around mm-hmm. them. Like, even just in uptown and sitting there and working, I was working at a bar next to it. Uh, Fremont and like they yeah. were coming there before with drinks and like it'd be a table one dude with like six chicks and you know I, they're probably going over their night or whatever before yeah. they go to Fremont and get this stuff out because I remember when I went to Fremont there was a dude who was running girls out of there mm. and I pointed it out to the manager I was like you know that that dude's a pimp he's running those girls right and he was like yeah I don't care and I was like yeah okay <laughs> he's like as long as it doesn't <laughs> come back on us like that's our own business they're adults. I'm like, uh, I like that I mean, shit. But the thing is, yeah. But the know, thing like, is, I'm like, you can be liable, man. If that shit's being run out of your establishment, <laughs> your shit is liable. <laughs> and it's it's very easy to spot a prostitute as oh, well. Man. Oh man, because like I said, they all kind of look like they all look like when they were you know 21. Yeah. When they were younger, like I'm sure they were gorgeous girls. Yeah. But by the time like the years of being in the game has got them to the point where you can just you look at them and you're like man there's no soul in those eyes no just makeup is just caked on it's just like they they look like they've seen some shit and they have seen yeah they've been they've been through they've been through life at a fast pace (laughs) yep so that's that's an underrated aspect of dealing with that yeah um another thing we used to see at bills all the time not quite it's like I don't know if this is considered legal prostitution. Mm-hmm. Mail order brides. Oh my goodness. We used to see that dude, shit all the time. I don't know what I you can call count that. like old ass always, white dudes with the these, same gang, dude. Yeah, old ass white dudes with these young ass Vietnamese chicks. And I'm just like <laughs> And these dudes these dudes could barely walk because it'd be funny when they, they like drag them out to dance. Old. And it's like two or three of them surrounding this old ass dude, and I'm like, oh my god, dude! Like, uh. the dude would be. <laughs> it was funny because the dudes, it was like a crew of like five old white dudes in their seventies yeah. and eighties, and they would try to look young. They would wear like silk shirts and gold chains. <laughs> so I see them walking up to the door. I'm already laughing. Oh, I'm like, what shit. the hell's going on? <laughs> I'm just like, dude, there's got to be better ways to spend your retirement money, man. And I remember <laughs> my first time dealing with them. Like, you guys all were just... Because I didn't really deal with that downtown at all. Because yeah. downtown's a much younger crowd. Right, there, were right. no, there were no old-ass dudes out here with young yeah. girls like that. So my first time... Because one of the girls... I forget what she was doing. She she was doing something that I had to go talk to them. Be like, hey, don't do that. She didn't speak any English. No. So I tap her on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, you got you to cut that out. And she just, like, starts speaking in this other language. I'm like, Okay. And I turned to her friend, the other girl, yeah. and I try with her, and same thing. She doesn't yep. speak no English either. And I'm looking, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Here? Yeah, yeah. Because I tried another one, and she doesn't speak English either. No. I'm like, does anybody here speak yeah. English? And finally, this old dude walks up. He's just like, oh, what's the problem? And I'm like, you're what? These 20-year-old? Like, yeah. What is going on here? And then I went up front. And I told you guys, like, yeah, man, it's a mail-order Brad situation. I was like, what the fuck is a mail-order yeah, Brad situation? It was, I mean, ever since I started working at Bills, they had that shit there, man. And it was just like, and you can't, you can't do anything. Because I, mean, I may illegal. not do anything illegal. I mean, hell, you ordered the <clears throat> chip. I, I, hey. Like I said, it's like legal prostitution. Like, yeah. instead of trading money for sex, you're trading a green card for sex. Yep. 
I'm like, they're just trying to get their families up in here. And like, and the weird thing is over the years of working at Bills, you would see the exchange. Like you see the same old ass white dudes, but they had different different chicks. And I'm like, are you not seeing the pattern once they get the green card? They're leaving your ass or they didn't care. They didn't care. I guess they just needed the company or whatever. But I'm like, hey, whatever floats your boat, man. But I'm like, you got to be spending a grip. Dude, just flying these girls. Oh, my gosh, bro. I can't imagine. And then I remember, uh, <laughs> remember the uh, the taxi cab driver, the white dude with the ponytail? Yeah. So he would work, like he's telling me one night we're closing and we're out there. He would work all his summer. I mean, this dude would be on his grind. He'd go dumping, dumping people off, coming back. I mean, dude, on his grind, was, making his money. He was money. the worst taxi driver ever. Horrible. Here's, here's a tip. Well, taxi drivers aren't a thing anymore because Uber exists. Yeah. But this dude used to, and Uber was was starting up. We're starting yeah. this time. Yeah. So more and more people were Uber unless we're taxiing. Yep. This fucking weirdo, like I said, he's probably like five four, dumpy looking dude. He's got a ponytail, but he's also bald. Bald in the, the top, man. I mean, cold as greasy, greasy yeah. looking dude. Yeah. He, and he had the worst voice ever. He would sit outside, and his taxi cab didn't say taxi on it. It was no. like a, it looked like an unmarked cop car. And he'd sit outside the bar. He'd be like, y'all need a ride? Yeah. He's like random girls walking by and they'd be like, ew, what are yeah, you talking yeah. about? And half of the dudes were like, hey, man, is this dude a cab? I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, he the is. The first time I saw him, I was like, hey, man, you can't be. Yeah. Was like, what the hell? And the guy's like, I'm a taxi driver. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck you mean you're a taxi driver? You're sitting in an unmarked car asking people if they want rides. Because I told him, I was like, dude, I know you got to make enough money to at least put taxi on the side of your car or something. But he would grind all summer until the winter months and he would go two months to shoot i want to say thailand Thailand, yeah and just spend it all on hookers well yeah because in thailand like a dollar is gonna last you a week in thailand so he's sitting there telling me all this stuff he's like man i just sit there i put this away get this stuff and he's like then i go and spend two months in thailand and just uh, i'm like that's your life? That's your life? Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, man. That, that dude, he he truly grinded as a taxi cab driver. Oh, man. Because he used to piss the other taxi cab drivers yeah. off because he'd eavesdrop on them negotiating rates. And then he would ask the other person, like, I'll do a $5 cheap. Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck? Dude, there were was... several times I was like, if these taxi cab drivers start fighting, I'm not breaking it. No. I'm just going to watch this up. funny shit happen. I'm just going to watch this ponytail dude and this weirdo dude get at it dude yeah but yeah he was on it i mean he would take like three or four fares going to different places and like all in the same car piled up on laps and just boom and he next thing you know i come outside he right back outside i'm like damn this dude is grinding yeah there'd be times there were several times where this we'd have a drunk person who refused to leave said they didn't have a ride or whatever yeah and I would, I'd slip the taxi cab driver five bucks. I'm like, go drop their ass off at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> Walmart or Perkins. Yep. He would, nah, yep. never Perkins because they could walk back. Oh, yeah. Wal- Walmart, I sent them there because I'm like, it's 24 hours. You can yep. walk in, you can chill. Um, you can buy food or drinks there if you need them. Like, And they're drunk enough, they're not going to find their way back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> as far as sending drunk people to something, that's a pretty good place yeah. to send them. Yeah. You know? And then Brian found out I was doing that, and he got real pissed. <laughs> yeah, we had that he meeting. Got real pissed. He's like, "Well, why are we sending people to Walmart?" Because <laughs> uh, I think the manager was called called over and was like, "Yeah, I got these drunk people coming in here, and they're saying they're coming from Wild Bill's." Because <laughs> at the end, we're supposed to two o'clock close. We get everybody out. They're supposed to get taxed. Everybody get home. 
but there's always a group of people that never want to go home. So, I mean, you were sitting in the Walmart. At the end of the night, I was like, listen, you can walk over to Perkins. I was like, but yep. you can't be in this parking lot. So then Perkins was calling back. He's like, we got to make sure we find rides. I'm like, dude, I'm not. That shit used to drive me nuts. Oh, my God. The people, it'd be, you know, 2.30. And they'd be looking at us like it's our fault they ain't got it. Yeah. Like, we're the dickheads for telling them to get off the property. That's why I never got. I'm like, why are you mad at me? I'm like, I didn't get you here. Get the fuck home. Don't come out to a bar and not have a plan on how to get home. Oh, my gosh. It was. And ladies, if you come with a group of ladies. Make sure you guys have an exit plan. Yep. So many times I've seen one or two girls stranded. Oh, my friends left me. I'm like, who? Those aren't your friends. So I'm like, what is going on right now? But yeah, make sure you have an exit plan, man, to, to get out of there, or at least have. If you come with a group, at least have one girlfriend that you guys got a plan. Look, this is yep. what we're gonna do. We're gonna Uber. We got this, and you got it set and set the money away. Mm-hmm. Don't drink your Uber money. Oh man, that, that would happen so many times. Be like, I spent all my money at the bar, can't afford a taxi, and I'm like, well, that, that ain't my problem. <laughs> like, Perkins fuck? is open, man. Go over there and sit and chill. Walmart's open 24 yep. seven. I still maintain that wasn't a bad place to no, sit at all. No, but yeah, he got real mad when he found out I was doing that. <laughs> he was like, you can't do that. I'm like, why not? Yeah, I'm They're like, not I'm, our problem anymore. I'm like, I do not want to stay here till three thirty, four o'clock. Nope. And this person still doesn't have a ride, man. I'm like, mm mm. Yeah, so I, I kind of wonder what, what that old lady pimp is up to these days. Yeah. I wonder if she's still, I think she's still running girls or did COVID slow her down? I don't know. The business got to be slow now. I'm like, oh. Got to be, got to be like some app she can get on or something like or something. Maybe, maybe she got like a Tinder profile for her fake daughter that she Or if anybody listening that used to go to Bills, man, and knows where mom was at, man, hit us up, man. Let, let, let us know, what let us know what's going on. What to 80-year-old too short. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we got to know. We got to know what happened to that lady. Running. <laughs> uh, so we're going to take another little break, and then we're coming back with this week's life advice. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. So now we're going to talk about the life advice part of there. So... We got a guy that wrote in and said that uh, him and his friend, his best friend, since he's known since he was 10. um, Now they grew up together, everything tight. Now they're both working bar security together. The friend has a fiance. And the dude's at the bar taking home chicks like every night. And the guy... Likes his friend's fiance. Yeah. The guy likes his friend's fiance. Says she's a great girl. And so he's wondering if he should tell the fiance. That's a tough one. Because people listening out there, there's bro code. For sure. Like, yeah. Some people will try to deny that there's bro code. Nah, there's bro there's code. There's bro code, dude. But here's the thing. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing people always forget about the bro code. Rule number one of the bro code is keep your boy in line. Yeah. Like, good example. When that Bo shit. When that girl yeah. was making up lies about yep. Bo. Yep. Yep. What did I do? I went right to Bo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, man, this is what they're saying. Yep. Is it true? And he was like, no, not at all. I would never do that. I'm like, all right, I'm just making sure because right. we're boys. Like, if you were fucking up on that level, right. I would put you in check because that's what friends yeah. do. What friends don't do is friends don't just sit by and let their friends ruin their lives or right. throw away a great relationship right. or do some dumb shit like that. Yeah, that's a, it's a rough one. The only thing I can tell you is that yeah, when you tell him, man, I'm like that. I friend, wouldn't tell her. No, 
I would go to him. Yeah, you gotta say. I don't, you didn't mention. Maybe you have tried talking to him before. I would yeah. hope you've tried talking to him before, emailing us. But because I, I would exhaust that avenue as much as possible before going to her. Be mm-hmm. like, look, dude, what you're doing is fucked up. She's a good girl. You know, you're my boy, best friend. Them, their brothers, known each other since ten. You need to cut this shit out. You got a good girl. This shit needs to end now. It continues, and you exhausted that avenue. Um, again, I, we're talking earlier. I don't know how much you know this girl. I, we're assuming that you, if you're best friends, best friends, like, you've known this girl the yeah. whole time, and you guys are really close, really tight, and just know, like, yeah, exhaust exhaust that avenue with your friend first, and be like, look, man, I don't feel comfortable. Um, Seeing this shit, you got a good girl. Uh, shoot, maybe even tell him, let him know, like, look, I don't want to see it. If I see it, I'm going to let her know. Yep. There's there's a third yeah. option yeah. here is you can start cock blocking him, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see him talking to a girl at the bar. You can walk right up and be like, hey, man, how's how's your fiance doing? What's Katie? Up? I don't know if her name's Katie. Yeah. I was making a name up. But how's Katie doing? And then the other girl's probably going to walk away. Be like, oh, shit. I used to do that shit sometimes. We worked with a bartender who was married, had kids, <laughs> would always pick girls up. And girls would come up and they'd be like, hey, uh, what do you know about him? And I'd be like, oh, he's married. He's got kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, for, he didn't say that. He wanted me to come. He wanted to come back to my yeah. place. And I'm like, yes. Nice guy, but that's the way he rolls, so. Yeah, and the thing is, is like, even with the bro code, man, I get it. It exists. You know, should stand by it at a point. Like, if you got, your boy's got boyfriend, girlfriend, they're dating, whatever, and he's doing this stuff, like, I don't know. It's boyfriend, girlfriend, that's his shit, and he fucks it up. Now, whenever you get into marriage and fiance, like, this girl is trusting in you that you're not doing this shit. Like, it's, like, that's one thing I, I can't stand that stuff, man. You married, fiance, like, let that, dude, you got to let that shit go, man. If you're not, and then even if that dude, like, if you're, obviously you're not ready if you're still taking girls home every mm-hmm. night. Like, end it. Yeah. Like, shit, you're not ready. Don't yep. put this girl through it. You're not ready. End it, man. Yeah, once you get into, like, engagements and marriages, like, yeah. that's not just a relationship you're fucking no. up anymore. Like, that other person is planning their whole life around, around you. being with you, yeah. building something with you. So that's where it's like, yeah, you got to do something, like, as a friend, because, like, meatheads will tell you the bro code is keep your mouth shut. That's Those, <laughs> those dudes are idiots. That's not true bro code. True bro code is... Looking out for your buddy's yeah. best interest. Do you yeah. think your buddy's best interest is taking home random bar rats? Yeah. Like, nah, dude, that's kind of an empty way to live your life. Or if this girl really has her shit together, is a great right. girl, like, that's in his best interest yeah. to build on that. So that's what I would say. And if that's your bro, I mean, your brother, man, you're going to let him know, like, look, dude, you're going the wrong direction. This shit's need to stop. Got it. Got to check him. Yeah. Yeah, I always I sur- I have a very small circle of friends, but mm. the one thing my friends all have in common is if I am ever fucking up, they will call me oh, on yeah. it. They'll call me on my bullshit anytime I'm yeah. fucking up. So uh, that's that's what friends are supposed to do. Friends aren't just supposed yeah. to sit there quietly as you're fucking up and let you yeah. keep going further and further down the rabbit hole. They're supposed to, you know, 
check you. And if you got a guy that's letting you do that shit, that's not your friend, dude. No, man, that's an enabler. That's yeah. a dude who's not going anywhere in their life. That's not so your they friend. don't want to see you rise up because they're not rising nope. up. So they're cool with you just continuing to go down and make bad decisions. Yep. And as as if you like writing in and you know you're going through this in your head and you're writing in asking for advice, I mean you're a good friend of this dude. So obviously, yeah, go to him and let him know. Look, man, you gotta stop this shit. Like one. Cut it out. If I see it again, I'm going to let her know. Yep. And that way it's put out. You went to him. You said, look, you need to stop. You let him know if he doesn't stop that you're going to. So he knows that. So, I mean, he may be maybe he's not ready. He might continue to do it and want you to tell. Her. I don't know. But he yeah. might he might get pissed at you. It might yeah. lead to a fight between you two. But in my opinion, that's well worth the risk. Oh, man. Um, don't do it when you're at work. No, 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 like, no. Like, no. ask him to grab a drink somewhere, invite him over to, like, have a beer. And really, because you got to sit down. You got to yeah. just lay out everything for him. Because for him, he's probably, you know, he's not thinking it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Maybe he, this is just the way he's wired for whatever reason. Right. Like, you got to sit him down and make him realize, you know. And he may realize that after you guys sit and talk, and be, he may be like, oh, fuck. This might be the best yeah. thing you do for him. Yeah. I'm like, he's, he's not going to miss out on a good girl for him, man. And, yeah, just... You know, meet up with them, sit down, have a couple of drinks, talk. Don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Don't get drunk because then that's <laughs> going up in a fist fight. Don't get drunk. Just, you know, sit, chill, relax, and let them know, like, look, this is on my mind. I, I can't sit and keep watching this dude. I, I just question, like, how long has this been going on? Like, is this right. dude just, like, the smoothest dude in the world? Because it's really not that hard. Like, some... Even people who are good at cheating, like, they don't get away with it forever. And I'm thinking, everybody like, slips yeah, up. Yeah, and I'm thinking, like, time. nowadays, if it's a fiancé nowadays, it's not like back in the day. I'm, they got to be, like, living together or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's my thing. I would I would need to be living with a girl before I, uh, before I pop the question. Because yeah. I definitely have dated girls before where I was like, you know, this might. This might. And then we, like, girl I dated for two years in college, like. Thought it was going to work out, and then we moved in together, and we broke up like two months later. Yeah. Once you move in with somebody, you, you, you get discover the real, who they really yeah, are. Yeah, you get the real person. You just, you, don't, you just don't get the happy-go-lucky person nope. every once in a while. It's different so. when you see them every day. That's when you yeah. find out if you really love someone or not. See all their bad habits and see if you can put up with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, want, I just wonder, like, is she just, like, oblivious? Because, I mean, maybe – because there are some people out there who – they're so like they're so deep on someone yeah. that they just don't see the flaws. So like, there's red flags everywhere. Everywhere like, there's just not even breadcrumbs, but this girl's oblivious. Not recognizing it. She's not recognizing it. That could be what's happening here, or this dude is just like a sociopath who's good enough. Just to get smooth away with, with it, man. Like, yeah. If he's bringing home girls, this dude rolled in like damn near every weekend. He's taking, damn. getting girls from the bar. I'm like, man, and like, how is this not? How is this not blowing up in his face yet? Is what does, I'm the, wondering. does the fiance come in the bar? She must not come in the bar. I mean, if they've been dating long enough, I guess. I guess that makes sense because, like, yeah. I mean. Also, like, does anybody else in the bar know his fiance? That's a good question. Because she's had to be in there at least once or twice. At least a couple times because, like, I don't know. When I, when I would first start out dating girls, they would want to come visit me at the bar. And then, you know, you finally talk and you're like, you know, I don't really like having you in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's stressful as hell if you got your girlfriend in the bar because it's not stressful in a way of like, for me, I'm not a cheater. So I was never worried about right. her seeing me talking to other girls or anything. Right. And it's more like it's distracting 
the rest of my work because I'm trying to keep an eye on her and make sure exactly. she's safe and make yeah. sure, you know, because I had fucking her. I had my wife come in with a, a couple of times with her friends and they would come in there. <laughs> she would because uh, she'd be like, why do you set like I would set like two security guys by the table. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, anybody comes by there approaching. Just fan the fuck off. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to deal with it. And then dudes that come to the table, they would stop them and just point at me. And I'm just like, get the fuck away. Get, get yeah, away. get the get fuck away. Here. Just go. <laughs> so maybe that's that might be a way that you could put an end to all this. Mm-hmm. Is you could probably talk to her and tell her she should start coming into the bar. Just tell her, you know, I don't know. Make up some bullshit excuse why she should start coming in yeah. more. Or if you, I mean, if you're his friend and you know her. You guys, like, the friend groups have probably mingled a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe convince her friends, like, hey, y'all should start coming out doing ladies' night. Yeah, at the bar, more. yeah. Just, like, get her out more. Like, it's one thing for you to tell her that that might be fucked up. That's not going to end well for you either. Yeah. They're both going to hate you. They yeah. always kill the messenger on that Yeah, because no matter, yeah, true, because no matter, even if you talk to him and he's still doing it and you go tell her, like, she is going to come at you. Oh, yeah. Because it could, it could go a bunch of different ways. Like, if you tell her, and then she she's immediately going to run to him, he could, I mean, he he's sounds like he's a next-level sociopath yeah. if he's getting away with this. So, he's probably going to flip some stories and be like, no, he just likes you, and he's mm-hmm. trying to break us up, mm-hmm. and whatever, whatever. And then, you know, both of them are pissed at you yep. at that point. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell her yourself. But you can sprinkle breadcrumbs. Yeah. To lead to her discovering it on herself, like inviting her friends out to the bars more. Yep. Um, there's a lot of easy ways to do it. I'm still trying to figure out, like, cause girl, like, how is this dude getting away with it? Yeah. I, if he's picking up, do the, do the girls he goes home with, do they just never come back to that bar again? Do they just not know? Like, and again, like I said, like, him and the fiance gotta be live, living together and bar closes at two. And then you're le- like, does this girl think that he's coming home at like four? And, and that's normal. The normal shit. And I'm like, well, that, that ain't normal. No. Girls, if you're dating a security dude out here and he's not getting home till like four o'clock consistently, there's there are some nights where you got to yeah. stay till that time. But yeah. if it's every single night, then that's a red flag. Bar closes at two. Yep. Yeah. We're yeah. out of there like usually 2.30, Because we've had a handful where the meeting after kind of goes over and we're not on that bitch to like 4.30, but yep. that's only been a handful of times. And I would always get yelled at in those meetings because I'd always be the one be like, hey, bro, it is 3 o'clock. Why are you telling us And then while he's going, like, we know when that rent's coming. And yep. when that rent's going, I always send a text to my wife. I'm like, this dude does not stop talking. I don't <laughs> know when I'm going to be home. <laughs> yep. And then when I get in the car, I'm like, just got in the car. I'm like, she's sleeping, granted, but when she gets up in the morning, she knows my whole path. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't leave nothing up to chance. Like, she knows every step that I'm doing. But yeah, just to let you guys know, bar closes at two. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys not getting home till, you know, four or five in the morning. No. Something's probably going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's, that's probably my advice to sit down with him, have like a real, I mean, if you guys have been, friends since you're 10 yeah you should like, be able you to can, you can have a real heart to heart it's one thing if you've known each other for a little bit and you're not that close yeah but it sounds like you guys are like pretty much best friends so you can yeah. sit down you can talk about some real shit and put him in check that'd be my that'd be my advice yeah. put this dude in check and then again like what justin said like the friend group like talk to one of the friends of the girl the fiance and be like hey 
on Saturdays, why don't y'all do a girls' night and come to the bar or whatever, this and that, and, you know, we'll look out for you, this and that, and just have them come in there and have her catching, so. Yep. Yep, you yeah. can do it. You can do it. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's our life advice for the week. Um, anybody else has any advice, any questions they want to answer on the podcast, just email in Thursday Night Lights at gmail.com. Um, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, so you can get a hold of us that way as well. Um, shit, next week's episode 10, that's the episode we said we'd do ice on. Ooh, yes. Cool. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, ice, ice. Yeah, oh, buddy. Oh. This man, she, oh my God. This is the crazy. Legitimately, the, this is the one story where Ooh. people will hear it and they'll be like, you guys are lying. There's no. Oh, no damn my way God. this happened. But it all happened. This girl is insane to this day. Like I wonder. She's got to be in jail or has went has multiple be, times. Has to be. Yeah. This happened 2016-ish. Oh, my gosh. And I worked security for four more years after. And every time I saw a girl who remotely looked like her... I thought it was her, and I would run. I'd be like, Dude, oh, shit. He'd be in the back, Ice and I'm going here. back, and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, Ice is out there. I'm like, no, that's not her. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah. Because here's the thing with her is she kind of everything but the eyes. There's people who look who look like her. Like She like yeah. doesn't have any distinguishing features, but she's got these eyes oh, my goodness. that in one instance can be incredibly attractive and then you see them in a different light and you're like these are the fucking craziest eyes i've ever seen in my life crazy she had to have been bipolar because when the mood would switch those eyes would go from like attractive to i've never been like never been more scared like charles manson type easily bipolar i mean like without question she's bipolar yeah Yeah. you guys are gonna hear we might we might have to break that two, up. Yeah, it's two sessions. Because, <laughs> oh, that went on for, it didn't go on for a while. It only went on for like two weeks, but it was like. But the episodes, I'm man. I'm talking like, it was, it was, a, it was a pack two weeks. Like every day it was something different. Every oh day my it was gosh. like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Something's going to happen. And there was even, I'll talk about the night, and I thought I was going to die. I, yeah. Dude, it is nuts. Oof. She was a psychopath. <laughs> so next week, we got Ice coming at you guys. The story of Ice. Oh, yeah.